Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by billionaire businessman, philanthropist, and author of the book, How to Lead, Wisdom from the World's Greatest CEOs, Founders, and Game Changers. We welcome David Rubenstein. Thank you very much for having me. Let's go beyond the mic. David, your first book dealt with revealing history through the eyes of historians in The American Story. Why was examining leadership the next logical thread? Well, I have a TV show on Bloomberg in which I've interviewed for the last five years or so many prominent people, all of whom people would say are leaders, and I often ask them about leadership, and I thought it was a good idea to take some of the best interviews, about 30 of them, and put them in a book that people would who didn't see the show might be able to read and be inspired by. Why is being a good leader so hard to achieve for most people, and what separates leadership from dictatorship? Well, there's a lot of competition to be a leader. Remember, we got 7.5 billion people on the face of the earth, and we can't have 7.5 billion people who are leaders, so we have to have people rise up, and you have to you know, show qualities that other people want to follow. So there's a difference between a leader and a dictator in the sense that a dictator is somebody who is leading only by the force of military or some other kind of coercive means, whereas a leader in any field, in the political field, the arts field, the communications field, is leading because he or she has done something that other people respect and want to follow. The book is fascinating. Was there a common thread through these interviews that tied these unique personalities together? Yes. They all overcame some kind of failure earlier in their career. They all came from middle-class or blue-collar families. They all suffered some failures along the way and and overcame those failures. They all really had an inspiration about what they wanted to do. They all really uh, were persistent. They didn't take no for an answer. They were willing to share the credit. They have some humility. They were all honest people with a fair degree of integrity. And they all rose up in some time of crisis to show what they really could do when times are really tough. Author of How to Lead, David Rubenstein, joins us beyond the mic. David, you said you wouldn't have made a good lawyer because you didn't have the passion for it. Right. Now, if you hadn't created the Carlisle Group, what else would you have done because of the passion that you did have? Well, I do care about American history, and I spent a fair amount of time trying to restore historic uh, buildings and preserve American history. But uh, I guess maybe I'd be known as an interviewer. Maybe I would have been a full-time interviewer. Who knows? That's a great calling, and maybe I would have done that. You broke down your interviews into visionaries, builders, transformers, commanders, decision makers, and masters. Right. And was there another category you could have created with all the interviews you did for Bloomberg? You could have done a book that twice the size. Well, sure. And I could have had another category called heroes, people who people just worship and, and idolize uh, just because of the heroic things they have done, I, I guess I could have had that category. And I could have had a category of young leaders. The people in this book are generally over the age of 45, probably, or so. But there are a lot of people who are in the ages of 35, 40, who are in the next generation of senior leaders in our country in various areas. And I just didn't have time to put them in this book, maybe in another book. Who are the young leaders that people will know of in the future? Well, uh, there's an organization that I'm involved with, the World Economic Forum, which runs Davos every year. And they have an organization called Young Global Leaders, where they pick the best people from around the world or under the age of 40. And they have another organization called Global Shapers, where they pick the best leaders under the age of 30. And so, uh, obviously, there are a lot of people in that category. Some people who are young global leaders or uh, ultimately rise up to be old global leaders, to say they transform themselves. But it's not always the case that if you're a superstar when you're 35 or 40, that you're going to be a superstar when you're 60 or so. It takes a lot of persistence and a lot of luck to make it to the end. 
As one of the original signers of the Giving Pledge, how has your passion for giving back changed the landscape of not only charitable giving in your organization, but for shaping the future? Well, I, I was an original signer of the Giving Pledge, which means you're going to give away half of your net worth, and I've committed to giving away essentially all of my net worth. And I think the Giving Pledge has inspired other people to do more in philanthropy than they would otherwise do. So Carlisle, a firm that I started up some 30 years ago, is very involved in philanthropy. Everybody's encouraged to do their own philanthropic kinds of things, and and the firm will match some of what they do, and we give them time off to work on philanthropic projects. But I think every organization is today recognizing that to have satisfied employees, you have to do more than just make money. You've got to do something to give back to society, and that's fortunately going on around the United States now. What charitable platforms do you feel will need support in the future? Well, right now, um, COVID has decimated, decimated um, many uh, parts of society, particularly uh, those people that are underprivileged to begin with. So food banks are, are really in desperate shape. Homeless shelters are in desperate shape. They're overcrowded. We also have a situation where some schools in this country do not have uh, the ability to, to um, provide internet services uh, for their, their children, and many young families uh, do not have um, uh, internet at home, and so therefore it's very difficult if you have young children without internet at home to keep up with what's going on. I would also cite the performing arts area and all of the nonprofit areas. So museums, uh, performing arts areas around the country are, have been decimated as well because there's no people going to these organizations and therefore their revenue is down and they've had to lay off a lot of people. It's been a real, real heartburn for everybody in the country, but the nonprofit sector will be decimated so much so that I doubt a lot of the nonprofits, not a lot, but some of the nonprofit organizations will not survive. David Rubenstein, author of How to Lead, joins us beyond the mic. Now, partisan politics have divided the U.S. like never before. As someone who believes in patriotic philanthropy, what needs to happen to unite the country again? Sadly, uh, the country is only united when we have a crisis, a 9-11 crisis or something like that, and I don't want one of those types of crises. I would have thought that the the crisis we have now, the COVID crisis, where nearly 300,000 people have died, would have united the country, but it hasn't happened yet. So I, I think it's going to take a charismatic leader who's willing to make compromises to bring both sides together. Uh, we're not at the Civil War. We, that was the worst time in our country's history. But we right now have a situation where I don't see a lot of compromise on either side, and people are already dug in for the next election. So it's a sad situation uh, in many respects. You've interviewed leaders in many categories. Is there someone you wanted to interview that you haven't yet? Of course, I'd love to interview people that aren't alive anymore. Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, they never did interviews. The, the interview format didn't exist back then. But the people who are living today, I would certainly like to interview Joe Biden. I know him, but I haven't interviewed him. I'd like to interview President Trump. I've interviewed him before he was president, but not since he's been president. And I'd like to interview the Pope. I think he would be an interesting person to interview. And Xi Jinping would be interesting as well. Your parents were both high school dropouts. Right. Dad served as a Marine in World War II. Right. What would your parents think of your charitable giving and the life you've made for yourself? Well, when I was building my company, my parents never really called me up and said, David, great, you got, you're making a lot of money. But when I started giving away a large amount of my money, my mother would call me up and say, you're doing something useful with your life, and I'm proud of you. And when she passed away a few years ago, I went through her scrapbooks, and the only thing she really had scrapbooks about in her scrapbooks were things that I'd done philanthropically. So, you know, that's what she regarded as the most important. So I think she was a person who believed in, in, in philanthropy a great deal. Why should someone read How to Lead? Because I think it can inspire younger people to say, I look what this person did, and I can, I can do that. 
or this is what this person overcame, and I can overcome a similar problem. So it's designed to inspire people to do more, to achieve more. And I think that you can learn that these people that we are known that are known as for being famous for things, they have human frailties and human qualities, just like everybody else. And I can, and I think it helps somebody kind of run, understand that even some, though somebody's famous, they've had problems, they have challenges, and and you can be like them as well. So what's your next challenge? Well, at 71 years old, my challenge is staying alive because uh, with COVID, you know, you could you could die in two weeks or so. So I'm trying to be very isolated and be healthy. I'm writing another book on what it means to be an American and what are the qualities that make America so unique. And hopefully we'll get that out next year, assuming I live through the COVID. Billionaire, philanthropist, David Rubenstein, author of How to Lead, wisdom from the world's greatest CEOs, founders, and game changers. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us today. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.